0: welcome back to another episode of create Worldwide, right, the podcast i'm paulina
1: and i'm tom
0: And today we are back with the second part of our previous episode, which to be honest, we didn't know was going to be two parts when we planned it, but there was just so much to say.
1: So, um, yeah.
0: yeah, this is part two of, of tackling, um, based large projects or,
1: yeah. Large, large phase projects. Yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff goes into large, I mean, a lot goes into, you know, smaller projects. It's just that, you know, it's more, a lot less people involved. So it's a lot more organized per, per se, but with large phase True. projects, you're having a lot of people involved, you know, in the last, last episode, we talked about how, how many people truly are involved how many steps there are you know from the design aspect and how to get everything up to you know looking for the owner or the um the client to look at and there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot there's so many different steps that go into it
0: there's just so many moving pieces that need to fit perfectly at the end and so many people involved and also so many details that need to be taken into consideration. And on top of that, it's the added challenge of the fact that since they are large, and as we've said, they are phased, then they take longer. And that means even if you want it or not, there are going to be more changes because if you're working on a project for three weeks or a month or two months, well, it's very different than working on a project that's going to take six months, I don't know, even a year from start to finish. So like from start to finish, I mean from the conceptual phase until you actually finish your CDs or your construction documents. So that is a challenge in and of itself, like um, being able to organize this project throughout such... A long amount of time.
1: Yeah, no, it takes it takes a lot of steps, and you know, your expertise was definitely in the uh, previous episode, and my wheelhouse is more this episode. So it's a good it's a good um, it's a good differential to have, where you're you're you thrive in one area more so than me, and then I thrive in an area more than you. And I'm not saying we're bad at Either, but it's just where you were—you <laughs> where you really, you know, stepped up to the plate it's in that just, portion, and I'm more in this portion.
0: Yeah, it's just a matter of uh, which area we've dedicated more more of our time to. Like, for example, um, I'm back in Colombia now, right? But when I was back in New York, I was doing a lot of the conceptual stuff. And that's why on the previous episode, uh, we talked a lot about that. And then, especially with these uh, large projects, Tom has been working a lot on the construction documents and this second phase of the project. So, for those of you that didn't listen to the previous episode or don't remember or whatever, (laughs) we were focusing more (laughs) on, on the conceptual phase and how it's difficult and it's challenging to... Get all of these ideas to be cohesive and now yeah. on this episode we wanna talk about the same thing like translating those ideas into a more technical document that is still just as challenging and uh, requires as much coordination and organization
1: yeah no definitely it's definitely It's definitely more organized. Um, It's definitely got to be a lot more organized than um, what goes on in, you know, smaller projects. And, you know, if you want to break it down just to start off, it's, you know, you got all of those individual areas that you rendered, you know, all those beautiful, pretty pictures now have to be able to be built. Right. So you have to, you know, if you're showing a certain tile, on the floor, you you know you need a tile plan if you want to show specific, you know differences in the layout. You need a floor plan if you want to show dif- uh, what you're changing in the ceiling. You know it's all, oh so beautiful. We're changing. We're putting in this lovely um, let's say skylight. We're putting in this new detail in the ceiling. You need to show that in an RCP, and it's like all of these you know different things coming together. I didn't even mention elevation. You're changing something on the wall. You need an elevation. And it's all these wonderful, beautiful pictures coming together for someone to look at a document and say, okay, this is this is how I build it.
0: Right. Like every single thing that goes into your conceptual drawing needs a technical drawing needs a, like needs like this this background, this technical foundation so to say exactly, that exactly. allows it to happen so even even when you're rendering you want to like keep that in mind but sometimes you get carried away and you you find a beautiful lamp or you find a beautiful tile or you have an idea of a cool ceiling and you put it on the render but then it's the next phase where it's a challenge for the next team or even if you're on that team but for example in this case uh the the project lands on Tom's lab and then it's on him and his team to actually translate that into a construction make it make sense.
1: Yeah, like how right. how how is this thing going to be built? How is this thing going to be held up? Is it going to be able to be held up? Because we've had we've had projects in the past where you know something looks so great on the render, and you find out, hey, this isn't possible because it cannot be structurally held. And you're right. like, oh God, how do I fix that? How you have to reduce it, you have to make it smaller. But you know, going through a project, you know, with the project that we're kind of referring to here, you know, it's a large, it's very large area, and each area has its own specific drawing for it. So let's say we're at an entrance, right? That one Mm -hmm. entrance gets its own floor plan, its own tile plan, its own RCP, its own section, sections, its own details, you know?
0: So I think let's rewind a little bit uh, before we go into like the actual uh, Mm -hmm. specific documents that we produce. And I think it would be interesting, for example, if you told me and everyone how the actual... Uh, CD phase gets started. So, like, yeah. Okay, you have your, as we said before, these kind of overlap each other because going back a little bit on what Tom was saying, if this beautiful lamp no longer works, and when you're in CD phase, when you're actually doing the construction documents, then you have to go back and change yeah. your render. But that we kind of talked about on the last episode. So, yeah. Let's say now you're kind of not at the end because you're gonna keep modifying it, but towards the end of your conceptual phase, and then you've got to start CDs. So uh, what, like, how, how does this happen with these large projects that need to be very coordinated and very organized?
1: Yeah, so, so what happens is, it, it this process kind of goes hand in hand with each other, what I'm about to say, um, you're going to put together a mud set, which is, I, I'm pretty sure we've brought it up here on um on the podcast but in terms of large scale projects there is a lot more depth that you need to go into because you need to make sure that each individual area fits onto a sheet you know if you have a big if you have a big scale project, you need to find a scale that makes sense for everything that can represent all of your, you know, all the ins and outs, your details, and you need to set them up on a sheet and kind of put together a mudset, a basic layout of how everything is going to flow throughout the project. So, you know, you go through.
0: Yeah. And like, you know, the mudset, it's literally like a roadmap to make sure you're don't forget anything. It's kind of like walking around the project and seeing everything that needs to get into that set of construction documents. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if this has happened to you, Tom, but for me, it's like I feel like when we you're starting out um and you you get out into into the working world and you're actually at an architecture's office, architect's office. Um like, you don't know what you don't know, right? So sometimes, uh, like, for me, I, when I first started doing sets and everything, I thought I had everything. And then, of course, it gets reviewed and you get walked through it by a senior architect or um, <laughs> someone else on the team. And it's like, you're missing half of this stuff. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, you start to realize every single thing that actually needs to go on those CDs. Like, yeah. you would originally think, I don't know. Maybe the floor plan and then the reflected ceiling plan and the elevations. I don't know. And then it's like, um, no, you're missing all this little detail. This little thing. the The floor plan needs zooms on the tile plans mm. or stuff like that. So it's it's very interesting.
1: Every putting time. that
0: mud set together.
1: Yeah. Every time we talk about like, every time we refer to like, you don't know what you don't know. I I think of the the story with Mr. C and you. And I was just I was just there, and it was. it's a great story—the one with another senior architect and Mr. C asked you, "How long do you think it would take to get this job done?" Uh, And you said two weeks, and it was like six
0: weeks. (laughs) (laughs) No, not even. I think I said like I think I said I said like three weeks, right? And actually, that project we've we've we're almost like we started working on it, and it's actually going to take twelve weeks. So, um, yeah, I would have I. Would have basically ran yeah. our team to the ground, or we would have had to work twenty four seven. But of course, that's why there's uh, people guiding you, and that's like how that. you learn, right? But it's like
1: that's a good story. Of course, though. that was that's a I good know.
0: story. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I um, know. But um,
1: yeah, no. The the um, for for the project that I'm referring to specifically, um, this mud set we actually we it was different than other projects because normally with a mud set. Uh, for smaller projects, you could put it together and kind of map out what you're doing by just putting, like, boxes of where it's going to go and then saying, this is going to be a plan, this is going to be, like, an elevation plan, 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 and it, okay, that's one sheet. But for this project right. specifically, you know, uh, what we did was we put together uh, the actual, we took the actual plan and zoomed into those areas and, you know, marked up. Like, put every single area somewhere. And then once you had that, it was kind of like a process of, okay, that's the plans. Okay, this is the tile plans. Okay, this is the RCPs. Okay, But it, once you had the basic setup, you saw how many sheets started accumulating. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, this oh my is... my
0: God, yeah. Well over,
1: be <laughs> yeah, this is well over 80 pages of, you know, of CDs because you have so many like it, you just keep going and going and going. And you're basically you're basically saving as over the first set. So it's, you know, you have the plans and then you do a save as and you change the title and you make it a 900 sheet for RCPs or you make it a 200 sheet for um, if you have like elevations, but also on this job <laughs> the best part about this job is it wasn't only interior it was also exterior Right. and you know with all the consultants that are involved you know you have to make this uh, not even i'm sorry it's it, it, it's just like when you think about it how many people are involved you know you have to realize that not only the consultants are getting this but also the future gc is going to have to look at this and understand by going through sheet by sheet, what is and going? And of course,
0: on? I mean, I mean that's the ultimate goal, right? For someone to be able to look at exactly. your sheets and be able to build uh, something out of them. So, like, I I had a teacher um in school. I don't know if I've mentioned this. Probably, yeah, because I loved when he said that. But he used to tell us all the time, like, you're only as good as what you can put in a plan, right? Because it's yeah. like, there's a lot of creative people out there, and there's a lot of people that have a fantastic imagination, and they can. Think of very cool stuff, even architecture stuff. Like, oh my god, I, come up with a building in your mind, or come up with a this space would look fantastic uh, if it were um, renovated this way, or whatever. But yeah. at the end of the day, as an architect, you're only as good as the ideas you can actually put on paper, because that's what's going to be used to get something built. Yeah, so that's where exactly. the challenge is. You can't. You can't give a easier render. Like, well, you can try, but it's not probably a good idea, and it, everything is going to look awful.
1: Yeah, they and try. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. So, like, the the things that you design are going to get built with or or without you. Like, what like what I'm trying to say is, if, if there's something that you don't specify, or if there's something that you don't put in the plans. Someone will probably figure it out, but it's probably not going to look how you want it to.
1: Exactly. You so never want to get to you never want to get to that that situation where someone misses something and says, you know, you didn't specify. And you're like, oh, right. what do you mean? It's right there. And they're like, I didn't see that. It's not specified. It's not noted.
0: Right, um, right. So you so want it's you being very careful.
1: I mean, but you're thinking you're thinking about all this from the mud set. Like we haven't even started drawing anything yet. And we were you True. know, we were
0: and then Well, regarding the mudset, there's also something that um, is important for these projects because, for example, the ones that we've been working on that are this large, um, most of them have been renovations. They're not, like, ground up. So that's another huge challenge that lies in getting existing drawings and being able to translate them into your standards and also being able to, like, understand them, clean them up, and make sure they're right because just because someone sends you a base uh, of like a base drawing that you can use for your project that doesn't mean that it's correct or that the dimensions yeah. are correct and you're not going to be able to say oh well I didn't draw that someone sent it to me no the moment exactly. you take it and you put it in your title block and you work with it it's yours <laughs> so it's like
1: exactly I mean listen <laughs> I I with the mud set I probably spent, I think it was like two three days on it Because it was literally, it was that much, it was that many different sheets, that many different things that you had to specify, not only interior, but exterior. But, you know, once you have a good layout, and even even Mr. C came out and was like, okay, we need to think of a, a numbering system for this. It's split into five, this project split into however many phases, and we need to figure out how to label this so that someone could look at it, read it like a book and understand it. And, you know... We figured that out and, you know, once that's done, you print it all out and then you have a, you have a working set and that working set is, that's Bible. You, you update a sheet (laughs) that day, you update a sheet, you go over, you replace that sheet and you go back and you do that throughout the, throughout the days of the week and continuous uh, throughout the entire project. But, you know, once once you have all that mud sets once you have the mud set set up then you have a good guideline um but now after the after that mud set like you just you literally transition that perfectly into my next topic which is making sure those base drawings that you got are accurate because on on the job that i'm that we are working on um there were some very very like visible inaccuracies because some things change and you have to go in you have to make sure that everything is you know 100 percent accurate toward the photos that you took on site and change
0: sometimes things are not not up to date sometimes um i don't know maybe you got an earlier set of drawings that doesn't have all the revisions it's 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 really a tedious like job to check everything and it's a very important one
1: yeah no it is and you know i i've had to i had to change a good amount of stuff and people on the team had to you know have caught things that i didn't catch and you know it's like oh wow okay i, I gotta keep my eye out for something like that and you know it's a learning it's definitely a learning experience and then when you're doing all that you have to change all of those you know all those lines into your specific standards and it's you know. That took that no joke. That took me probably about a week and a half to change all the different sheets to our standards to make it you know our standards pop. Because when you're reading a plan, you know if you if, if 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 the line weights are wrong and you know one thing's darker than the other, you could read it completely wrong and think it's something else. Um. So you're you're you know when you're doing when you're doing the floor plan, that's where you want to get. You want that to be a hundred percent accurate so that you could translate that floor plan into your RCP. So if well, you have
0: Yeah, it's more like getting a solid base. Like exactly. call it a floor plan, call it it's like making sure your base is completely accurate. And this is where I think um it's very different from how you work in school and where you're actually like Understanding all of these things because um, I don't know about you Tom but me when I was in school I used the floor plan and that was that I would never like take the floor plan and then use it for something else and then here it's Mm. like you have kind of like a floor plan which is really more like a base plan because it doesn't have everything that a base plan should but a floor plan should have sorry Um, and you're taking that and it's becoming tons of different drawings and tons of different sheets depending on yeah what you put on it like there's a there's a fixture plan there's a floor plan there's a tile plan and it's all of course parting from that same base
1: yeah and you know especially like when you have this base plan done you know, we'll call it ju- like the base plan, meaning there's a lot of different aspects to it. You know, you got the, you have the floor plan, you have the RCP base done, you have uh, kind of a tile. I wouldn't say that needs to go out, Um, you know, your elevations, all this stuff. When you have all that done, you're now sending that to every single consultant that would need it. And, you know, everything has to be, as accurate as possible because then they're going to start drawing over what you did. And if they start drawing, you know, like, let's say you messed up something and they start drawing over your inaccuracies, then you have, a right. double, then you have a double edge problem because then you, yeah. they have to adjust your mistake on top of you adjusting your mistake. And it's like this whole big cluster of not good. Um, so, right.
0: And like, Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good.
1: You're good. You're good. You're good. I'm. I'm go just ahead, saying. I'm just saying that you know, there's there's a there's a lot there's a lot of you know going through printing out, marking up your own stuff, making sure it's accurate. If you need a helping hand, you know, reach out and say, hey, can you review this? Make sure that you know this makes sense. Make it's yeah. it, it's a multitude of things that you really want to have mastered and. clean for your consultants
0: yeah and like I think well I think that goes for all projects like large large ones and small ones you always want to like check your work and print out and mark it up and everything but I think where the difference lies here is once again in being very aware of like the coordination and the time frames that these projects require Mm -hmm. so like okay you have your mud set then you want to set it up with the existing drawings, clean them up, have, have them as as revised as you possibly can, look them over, make sure you, like with existing photographs, with all these things, then you you get to your base plan and then you share this with your consultants. But of course, like, of course, that base plan, of course, you want to get it as accurate as possible, but sometimes things come up and this base plan changes. So it's also... maintaining that communication with your consultants where it's like, hey, this got updated, I'm going to send you our updated base plan or like, I don't know for the project you were working on, Tom, how it was, but there's probably like a a timeframe or a schedule where it's like every week you send updates to your consultants and they send you updates or every two weeks or depending on the project. But the thing is, since it's going to take such a long time, you have to make sure that you're keeping on track because we all fall into the trap of being like oh this is doing i don't know 12 weeks like for example the project i'm talking about um that i thought would be done in three weeks <laughs> um <laughs> you don't want to be like oh it's doing four month in three months because it's like well technically yeah but there's like many due dates all the way all along the way because if not you're going to die, like you're going to freak out, you have to be very mm-hmm. organized and make sure you're reaching these deadlines and communicating with your consultants and also getting stuff from them because it's on you if you don't get it. You have to be like, hey, I haven't gotten this or I haven't gotten that and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Yeah, I mean with, uh, with the, this project, we did an update every single week and in that email we would say this was updated this was updated this was updated and we made sure that you know whenever someone was working um their you know their base plan was always able to be updated in, in as an accurate way as possible and as easy as way for them as possible by making it either like a group or making it, you know, uh, X ref in whatever they did in their system. We wanted it to be as easy as possible for them to basically drag and drop and yeah. then all their stuff updates. And if something cuts back in, they just allow, they adjust their stuff right. and they, they realign it. But
0: and also you- Go ahead.
1: Oh, okay, I was just going to say, you know, you you really you really have to be conscientious of, you know, what you're updating and how you're updating everything. And you have to be clear for everybody for them to understand what was updated because they could miss stuff. You could update 150 plus things in a week. And if you only mention 50 of them, they're going to miss out on 100 changes that they have to adjust.
0: Right. And that's also why I think you have to be very organized, try to keep stuff in the same layers and try to, because it, like no one's going to catch 150 things, right? The ideal thing yeah. would be that you have one same file, like for example, the base plan, right? And then they just update the ba- base plan and that's going to catch all of your changes or stuff like that. And also, like like I said, communicating with them and getting stuff back from them and at some point I remember that happening when I was back in New York in the office like you okay you you're not every week you're not gonna touch every single sheet because as Tom said when he put the mudset together it was I don't know 80 plus sheets or whatever so of course you're not touching all of them but at some point maybe at a key moments in the throughout the like deadlines you're gonna put the whole set together and print it out again even if you haven't touched these sheets because it's easy to get messy when you're working on just some parts of the project and then you forget not that you forget about them but you leave others for for later and then you're not sure where you're at as a whole and remember Mm -hmm. this set is gonna be read as a whole so um at some point you have to like Okay, let's get everything together. Let's get everything we have from the consultants, and let's see where we're at in the big picture. Because you may think, and that's where um, this happens a lot, and it happened at the office, and it it probably happens too in the in a smaller scale at school, where mm-hmm. you think you're so far ahead, and when you actually put everything together, you're like, oh, okay, I, I'm, I'm um, not <laughs> that ahead. I'm still <laughs> missing so much work. And yeah, so like, I mean, uh, and uh, and
1: just to mention, on top top of those weekly updates, you're having weekly calls, if not talking, you know, two to three days a week with whatever um, consultant may need that assistance and coordination, because, you know, they could be changing, you know, your MEP could be changing something on the ceiling. And if he doesn't tell you for the whole week and just just says, here you go, you know, you're going to look at it and be like, whoa, 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 you didn't. You didn't say anything about changing the entire left side of this project. You didn't change. You didn't say anything about, you know, removing this completely because it doesn't work. You know, th- there has to be that constant form of communication for everything to run as smoothly as humanly possible. But um, with with this um project, you really have to, you know, stay on top of everything. Mark down, um. When you updated the files, not only with the um, printed out sheets, but for this specific project, we used an Excel spreadsheet that we would go into and we would change the dates of when we worked on it. So if we we're working on the RCPs, we would go in and we'd say, OK, we worked on 900, 901, 902, 903, 904. OK, those were updated on what's today's date? 3-8. OK, we updated those. Good. OK, so then... When someone goes in and they say, oh, when was this last updated? You could say, oh, here, look in the Excel spreadsheet. So everything but runs especially smoothly.
0: Especially because it's uh, like such a large project that probably it's going to have a lot of team members on it. And also, like, people that come and go. Like, um, today we have a due date, so there's going to be more people on it or this week mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's very important to keep track of everything because I, I create, like... It, it's, we've mentioned it before, and uh, when I was back there, it was something that I, I loved a lot I, in New York, and it's the fact that it's like a well-oiled machine in the sense that you don't need the person that actually did the plan to complete it, or mm-hmm. you don't need, you you shouldn't have to reach out to that person to be able to, to find stuff. or To find or like understand
1: it's,
0: it. Right, right. Yeah
1: yeah, everything well, is kind that's of that's
0: especially owner. important with these yeah. projects.
1: No, I agree. And you know, listen, we're still we are definitely still in the thick of this project. We still are in the CD um, phase of it and working through that. But you know, there are some phases of this project that are well over fifty percent completed. But there's still others that you know are lagging a little lagging a little behind um <laughs> But hopefully, you know, in due time, uh, this project will be finished and then we'll move on to the glorious phase of RFIs and submittals and watching this beautiful project be built. Because that's the part that you want to see as an architect be done is you want to see your stuff get built and say, oh, my gosh, remember when it looked like this and now it looks like this wonderful, you know, Thing that everyone gets to experience, and that's the goal of all this. That's what you want in the end. Of these, every project should be something that you look at as amazing. But it's the large. It's really those large scale projects that are like, wow, we did that. Like I I did
0: it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like it. It seems so daunting at the beginning. That's why it. It gives you uh, such a big sense of satisfaction because, and it's also like not not letting it get to you, like, like, scare you just because of its scale. Because at the end of the day, it's the same as a small project, you just have to be very conscious and very organized. But if you have your roadmap, yeah, it's going to take you longer. But it's the same as if you were doing a small project. So it's, it's kind of like, just getting in the mindset that this is gonna be a large, a phased project. and that. Mm-hmm. you you just you you're just gonna have to be very very on top of everything. So it's yeah. it's it's cool. It's cool to actually be able to work on both types of projects so you can see the challenges that lie in both of them, both in the conceptual phase as well as the um, construction document phase,
1: yeah. I mean, instead of taking a train into the city that's a small short trip, you know, you're on a long locomotive across the country. So yeah. yeah you-
0: it's a marathon, not a sprint.
1: Yes, exactly. You're not running the 100 meter. You're running you're running a full 26.2 miles. What's that yeah, what's exactly. that in, what's that what's that in kilometers?
0: A marathon. Yeah. <laughs> 42 kilometers.
1: Holy. Okay. I could be wrong about the 26.2. I think it is. But no, that's essentially what it is. Um you really want To get the the point that we want to get across to everybody is that with large scale projects, every you want everything to be as organized as humanly possible from the get go so that there is no there's no cracks. You want no cracks. You want everything sealed and perfected. Airtight.
0: Airtight
1: so that it can flow perfectly throughout the whole project.
0: Absolutely. Um, Well, we hope you enjoyed uh, our our stories and rants and uh, experiences. Uh, Yep. And we really like talking about them. And it it also shows us how far we've really come since we graduated uh, school. So um, remember, if you have any questions, comments ideas for topics, anything at all, you can always reach us at podcast at createworldwide.com or on any of our social media pages, which are Create Worldwide. And we'll see you next week. Remember to create worldwide.